AI Kenya podcast presented by Microsoft. You talk about um, the challenges you are trying to overcome now in the technology side. In technology side. We have two big challenges. One of them is policies and the other one is data. Okay. So when it comes to data, there is um, Tanzania as a whole hasn't yet moved to digital records yet. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of file-based um, records and transferring them from uh, like data entry is a very painful process when you have to deal with doctor's handwriting. Whoa. Yeah, so <laughs> that's some, intense. Yeah. I mean, I love doctors and we are hoping to be able to work together <laughs> with them. But um doctor's handwriting can be a bit of a challenge. Yeah. And um so we got a doctor to come in actually and help us do the data entry. But what's okay. funny is that even the doctor couldn't read some of the things. And uh we ended up discarding some of the uh records because we can't use them. Other than that, it's uh training the the algorithms takes a lot of time and a lot of um, resources so mm-hmm. you need to have a powerful computer or if you're using cloud computing you can upload your models up there and train them so since dr elsa is an application um in the medical area could you talk about how ai is um applied in the medical area megan there are lots of applications for ai in medicine um many of them are just recently becoming very popular Okay. Um, and AI is being used in a couple of different ways. The first way is in disease diagnosis, so figuring out what kind of diseases someone has. Um, the other one is in radiology and imaging, so being able to look at a bunch of images and figure out mm-hmm. what's wrong, right, with that image, or if it's a cancerous image, is the you know what kind of cancer is this? Is it malignant or benign? AI is also being used, you know, as a tool to help nurses better care for their patients and also which we just recently discovered it is being used in robots um, to do surgery so to better to better guide doctors or surgeons while they're doing surgery so that's how it's being used generally Mm -hmm. um at dr elsa you know we're using ai for disease prediction as Mm -hmm. well as forecasting of diseases and could you tell us um out of all the solutions that exist for such a particular problem mm. why why did it have to be an ai system oh, man, that's a good question <laughs> there's lots of solutions that could work but since this is the solution i know how to do mm. um i figured uh, i would play my part i'm hoping doctors can play their part as well and do and medical research can advance and that can keep getting better mm. but um from artificial intelligence point of view the computer can capture way more dimensions than they uh, than the human can mm-hmm. so in certain cases recently computers have been outperforming doctors okay. at diagnosing um cancer based on uh, x-rays and mri and mri results mm-hmm. so yeah so the computer can see in more dimensions and wider view than um than a human being can it's just it's just how we're built okay yeah so um while you're training the ai system or while you're in- implementing it out in the field yeah are there any cases where you have some peculiar cases where you're finding out something interesting that you didn't know about? Yeah. So let's say the system is sort of informing you of something new that you didn't yeah. know about. All right. So um, I'll, I'll say this with a with a little asterisk. This is a dis- um. This don't claim. quote me. <laughs> don't quote me. Listen. <laughs> but uh, we, we something really interesting came up is that as we're as we're entering data into um into the data collection system. Mm-hmm we realize that sometimes, so a, a doctor would see a patient and say age, uh, gender, this symptoms, this, this, this. Yeah. Then they would write their differential diagnosis. This is what they think the patient has. Mm-hmm. So what would happen is that um, after tests, the doctor would come back and come, would come back with a final diagnosis. 
we're finding that as we put in the symptoms before we get to the doctor's thoughts, sometimes the AI beats us to that and mm-hmm. suggests what is actually the final one. Okay. Yeah. So we are able, in certain cases, we're able to bypass um, the test phase mm-hmm. and just predict the final result without, um, yeah, I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah. yeah. And in that particular case, what's yeah. the reaction of the doctor? Do they get scared? Like, how did that system do that? <laughs> and my job is now going to be taken by this system. Or... Uh, if, if they are, they don't show it because they yeah. look pretty calm. Um because again, we're not trying to replace doctors, okay, and that's been hard trying to prove that. But we're we're trying to work with them mm-hmm. and make their jobs a bit um, manageable. I think that's also one of the challenges. Right, of course, we talked about that people feel like we are taking doctors' jobs, um, and something that's really important for us to do, I think, is to prove that this kind of system works. Mm-hmm. Right, so we walk in and we say we have this AI and we took a bunch of data and we put it through our models and and this is what we've come up with. Um, And people are right to be skeptical of that a little bit. And so, you know, something that I think is really important for us is to prove the efficacy of of our models and of our tool. And we're starting to work on that. We're developing a pilot that we can run in five cities in Tanzania Mm -hmm. just to show that our AI is as effective as a doctor at diagnosing patients. Could you talk about um, how regulation comes in? Have you had cases where you sort of clashed with regulation when you're trying (laughs) to push your solution? Only a few. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so with a technology like AI, there's really not, unfortunately, not a lot of policy yet. Even, Even in the United States and other places where AI is being largely adopted, they're still developing the policy and regulations for it, right? Mm -hmm. Especially around patient privacy and and things like that. Um, and in Tanzania, there there aren't a lot of policies for this type of technology. Um, they've recently added in policies about telemedicine, for mm-hmm. instance. And so when we first started as Dr. Elsa, actually, we started with a telemedicine system. We wanted patients to be able to communicate with doctors through a mobile phone. Okay. Um, and, and we set that whole system up and we had it running in the field and and things were going great. And then we get you know, phone calls saying, you can't do this. Yeah. You need to shut this down entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's illegal. It doesn't fall into what, you know, the Ministry of Health believes that telemedicine is. So we've been lucky enough to participate in some conversations mm-hmm. about policy with policymakers and mm-hmm. how as a startup and as individuals who are very committed to using this technology, yeah. um, how we can be involved in the conversation, right? We're, we're two young people and just trying to develop a solution that we think and we hope works. Um, and policy is often not made by yeah. the two young people who are doing that. Um, so we're trying to figure out how we can best influence policy. And uh, just to add on to that, most of the policymakers are of a certain generation. Okay. And uh, that generation, understandably, is uh, skeptical of technology and what technology can, can. I mean, we've all watched iRobot, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're all afraid <laughs> of, of what technology can bring. Uh-huh. And when it comes to policies, sometimes, I don't sometimes bad policies are better than no policies because yeah. what happens when there are no policies is that you just get a huge umbrella that says technology. Yeah. And yeah. there is no, you cannot, AI is clearly a revolution. It's a different type of technology. Talking about the technology that powers uh, Dr. Elsa. Um, Ali understand that uh, recently published a paper in Axiv called uh, Synthetic Patient Generation. Yeah. That sounds very cool. Could you tell us what that entails? The main goal of the paper was to prove to um, some of the stakeholders mm-hmm. that um, what, what artificial intelligence can really do. 
So we, we decided to try a little experiment and uh, take real patient um, records, like mm -hmm. symptoms and diagnosis and things like that, and um, put it alongside what our algorithm was able to create and see if the doctor can identify which ones are the fake ones and which ones are the real ones. Mm -hmm. So we trained the computer on what a typical pneumonia patient looks like in a certain area or things like that. And it learned so well that 80% of doctors were not able to identify the uh, synthetic patients. Mm -hmm. In fact, more real patients were misclassified than, um, than synthetic patients, okay. which is a challenge on its own regard, but we'll, um, that's a bit more advanced. So the synthetic, the, the synthetic data that you generate, yeah. do you use it in any way to train the, so, the model? Uh, we were very, we thought about it for a second. Uh -huh. Since there is not enough data, why not generate our own data that we can then use? Mm -hmm. We're obviously shying away from that because the data looks too perfect. Okay. And uh, real life is not perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Re real life is messy. So what we're using to generate the, the records is a variational autoencoder. Okay. Now, a variational autoencoder is part of the autoencoder neural network family. And um, what, how it works, basically, it's a, um, it's, a, it's a machine that tries to create what you gave it in. Mm -hmm. So imagine you see a picture of a cat and you're asked to draw a cat. Mm -hmm. You will draw a cat, yes, but it might not be uh, a perfect replica of the cat you just saw. Yeah. So this is what we're using. So we, we teach it to learn how the patients typically look like. Mm -hmm. And then we ask, the, we ask the computer, hey, computer, can you give me a patient with um, pneumonia? Mm -hmm. Then it says, oh, well, this patient should be coughing mm -hmm. for maybe a couple of days. This patient should be having difficulty breathing. If they did labs, their, CBC, their red blood cell count will be this, their white blood cell count will be this, mm -hmm. and all of this information. So we put that, um, we mix it into a, a hat, and the doctor has to identify which ones are synthetic and which ones are real. Oh. Fun, fun, very much fun when the doctors found out the results. So um, could you talk about the challenges that um, you, you faced while you're coming up with uh, Dr. Elsa as a system? One of the big challenges we've had, in at least in implementing the system, Mm -hmm. um, not not regarding the technology, is the fact that AI is something that's really confusing to people still, mm -hmm. um, and many people tend to just back away, right? When they hear that word, they tend to to kind of feel like we don't need to be implementing this type of technology. We don't even know what this is. You know, yeah. why would we be using that? Um, so it causes some pushback, which is really challenging uh, for us in terms of implementation. Okay. Um, I remember. There's been more than one time that we've walked into an office, like a, a health officer, you know, in a, in a region or a district, and they've just kind of kicked us out because <laughs> they've claimed that we're taking the their job doctor's life. jobs, um, which, you know, we, we understand the fear mm -hmm. and the kind of uh, uncertainty around AI. But what we're really hoping to do is have AI be utilized as a tool to actually mm -hmm. help doctors or healthcare workers, right? So, do their job and do it better. Sort of complementing their skills. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I understand that you are an AI startup yes. and you've been doing this for about a year now. Yes. Over a year. Yeah. Um, what advice do you have for other startups that are trying to get into this space? <sighs> it's frustrating. Don't give up. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, on a serious note, try and get yeah. as much data as, um, as you can. Mm -hmm. and try and get a, a lot of supporters. One thing we realized, uh, a really vital uh, point in our, in our journey is when we found someone in power who actually believed in what we're doing, someone in the Ministry of Health, 
that turned everything around because we we suddenly stopped being kicked out of hospitals uh-huh. for trying to take jobs. Yeah. We suddenly started getting uh, audiences with the people we need because we just name drop everywhere we go. So find someone who believes in you and um, work with them. So um, I think that's all the time we have today. Um, I'd ask if you have any closing remarks for our audience. Any last words? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to grow my Twitter follower base. So if you can follow <laughs> me, please. Uh-huh. I am racing with this uh, with this girl here. Uh-huh. So I follow me first and then her. But okay. uh, uh, Twitter, I'm at 3210JR and also, everywhere else. Yeah. Also, if you'd like to find out more about Dr. Elsa or Inspired Ideas, yeah. you can go to our website, inspiredideas.io, mm-hmm. or follow us on Twitter, Dr. Underscore Elsa. Yeah. And um, just to add one more thing, uh, I know this is um, the listeners are in um, some in one way or the other involved in uh, AI. Yeah, it's not as hard as it's. Um, it I mean, it's some parts of it are really complicated, mm-hmm. but getting uh, the barrier to entry is not as high as you might think. Mm-hmm. Looking in from the outside, yeah, yeah. They, there's lots of library. The community, especially in Kenya, the community is really beautiful. Really yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody's supportive. Mm. Just get in there, and you realize it's super. It's, super fun and super easy for the beginning part and then yeah. it gets hard but you'll be ready by the time it gets hard yeah <laughs> okay so there you have it from ali salim jr uh, get into it it's easy at the beginning but it gets hard <laughs> at the Later, end so yeah. take heart have heart <laughs> yeah yeah so um that's it for this episode thank you for joining us um see you next time AI Kenya podcast presented by Microsoft.